You're listening to Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim, Season 1, Episode 1, titled Any Port in a Storm. Story and music by Jason Nitsch. Enjoy the show. It's finally time. If it's today and the time is right now, then it's time for another episode of Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim. This week, we join the brave soldiers of the DSCM Protector out on a routine patrol. But will it stay there? You just sort of get used to being woken up at all times of the night. Today was no different. As soon as the alarm bells went off, my eyes were open, boots were on my feet, and I was at the door of my quarters in two purposeful steps. Status report, Jess. Jess was our onboard AI system. She knows everything happening on this ship, but somebody with a C-3PO fetish and a bad sense of humor obviously programmed her module. An anomaly was detected within our sensor range. It appears to be a magnetic disturbance of some kind. Time to intercept? Approximately 93 seconds. I just had time to process that information as I walked into the command center. I grabbed the overship comms. Attention all crew, brace for impact, 60 seconds. I strapped myself in at the nearest control console. Jess, any chance of avoidance? Avoidance probability is at 3.7%. Well, you could have just said no. Well, you asked. Intercept in five, four, three, two, one. Intercept. Hang on! As the effect of the disturbance passes and ship systems begin to come back online, the crew begins to assess any damage the ship may have sustained. Status report all systems. Multiple system failures. Life support operating at minimal capacity. Controls at 15%. Integrity breaches in sections 4, 2, and 6. Multiple electrical shortages and outages shipwide. Engine room, damage report. Electrical systems are all in various states of failure. I'm working to reset them all one by one, but it's slow. External sensors show damage in the aft compartments near the engines. We're at about 10% maneuverability with limited attitude control. I can get some of this back online, but we really need a dock somewhere. Jess, are there any stations in the sector within our reach? 
I'm picking up a DSCM beacon in the near side of the sector, but it's not identified and does not appear on any of our registries. I've queried it three times and have not received any response. It'll have to do. Helm, make your course. Course 251, Mark 3 minus 5. Best possible speed. Jess, keep trying to reach the station and let them know our sit rep and that we are incoming whether they like it or not. The damaged vessel slowly approaches the darkened station, the mystery of their silence weighing heavily on everyone on board. An unidentified station this deep in the belt meant one thing, a black site, and that meant secrets, and that meant guests were highly discouraged. Any port will do in a storm. We'll see how this plays out. We limped along to the mysterious station, still greeted by nothing but the silence from our hails. As we pulled alongside, there were no markings, no lights, nothing that would even tell you it was there at all. And then if it was so ultra-secret, what's its station beacon broadcasting for all to hear? Well, no time to ponder that. Prepare for docking all stations in three, two, one. Seal confirmed. Docking clamp secured. Airlock activated. Landing Team Alpha, meet me at the airlock. Team Beta, stand by. Engineering, please make repairs best possible speed. Jess, will you send the base schematics to my tactical display, please? Yes, Lieutenant. I will continue my attempts to contact the station and see if I can access their internal systems for you. Thank you. What are you reading on the internal environmental sensors? Life support is fully functional. Hull integrity is nominal. Power is active, but in low power mode, all over the station. Roger, roger. With that, I headed aft to the airlock where Team Alpha was already waiting. If you've got to go through a sealed door with no idea what's on the other side, these are the soldiers you want going through first. Jones, Martin, and Hargrave have been with me for three tours. They were the best. Gentlemen, let's play nice now. Jess, open the airlock, please. Airlock opening. Normally, when you've docked your ship somewhere, called ahead, and are flying the same flag as the station you're about to enter, there's someone there to greet you. Standing in our airlock watching the doors part, all we were greeted with was darkness. A faint red emergency light somewhere out of view provided the faintest of detail on the wall. And then the smell hit us all at once. Ugh, what's that smell? Nothing good, that's for sure. Jess, seal the hatch behind us. Beta, be prepared if we need you. Let's go, Alpha. On me. We stepped forward, moving methodically down the hallway on high alert. There wasn't a sound in the darkness, and only our helmet lights illuminated the path ahead. We reached the first junction and paused for a moment. Jess, what's the best pathway to Central Command? Optimal pathway to Central Command is to the right 100 yards left through the mess hall and 50 yards beyond ahead. Still no response from the station, but I've almost gained access to the internal computer systems. Keep trying. Move right, stay focused. Whatever is going on here, it isn't good. We move quickly towards the cafeteria, which should have been a central hub of activity during every shift, but still sense no movement or sounds ahead. Is it possible that the smell 
Nothing smells worse than you, Rook. Secure that soldier. My thoughts of further reprimand trailed off as I looked ahead. There are a few warning signs that clearly indicate trouble, but the blood-smeared handprint I was staring at on the door to the mess was definitely one of them. Is that blood? As the door slid open, the strongest wave of stench hit us like a brick wall. This wasn't just spoiled food, and our headlamps saw red. Lots of red. Watch your step. It's slippery. Beta, enter the station, but stand by at the airlock doors. Jess, close the doors behind them. Yes, LT. Confirmed. None of us spoke as we moved very slowly and deliberately through masses of body parts. Pools of blood and plenty that couldn't be quickly identified, but was probably part of a living being once upon a time. Jess, make sure all of our feeds are being recorded. Affirmative. Anything on the sensors? I have accessed the internal systems and initiated a full station scan. I should have the results momentarily. We reached the far side of the space, having somehow avoiding vomiting or slipping in the muck. We moved silently into the far hallway and made our way to the door to central control. The last 50 yards were uneventful, and although the occasional red streak and blaster mark decorated the otherwise static hallway, we saw nothing like what we endured in the mess hall. What could have done this? Pirates would have spaced everyone, and I doubt they would have breached the station defenses anyway. This was something else. LT motion sensors on deck 6 are picking up movement of some kind. What kind of movement? It's minimal, but it's there. It doesn't appear to be people moving around, but something up there isn't perfectly still. It's the only sector on the station with signs of movement, other than your current position. Beta, check out deck 6. Be careful and assume everything is an unfriendly until proven otherwise. Jess, send their feed to my display, please, and call up squad Charlie be ready at the airlock. I watched a small square of video appear in the corner of my display and could see Beta proceeding to deck 6 through the stairwell. They were not talking, but more trails of blood and parts were clearly visible. I hit the release for the door into the control room and held my breath. Alpha Squad breaches the sealed door to the command center, each one on high alert and ready for whatever waits on the other side. Alpha, on me. Secure the room. Like everywhere else, control was dark, only lit by a few emergency bulbs and the flashing indicators on the consoles. Report. Secure. No contacts. Secure. No contacts. Jones, get to the console and see if you can restore power to the control center and access their database. Let's find out what happened here. Roger. Bringing up the station logs now. Looks like the last entries were four weeks ago, two on the same day. Can you put them up on the center screen? Roger that. Stand by for the first entry. On the screen, the face of a middle-aged scientist filled the space and began to speak. Entry log 13467, Dr. Emily Rogers, Chief of Station Incident Report. We had a laboratory accident overnight in the Special Weapons Division. A single researcher was found first thing this morning deceased in his lab. The first staffers who breached the area were also overcome by a lingering toxin, which had apparently escaped containment and that is our preliminary cause of death for all three. 
the lab was scrubbed via usual protocols and work has begun retracing the files and records from last night to see if we can both reconstruct what may have happened and recreate whatever breakthrough may have been made. Clearly the bodies indicate that some level of success in developing the full toxicity and lethality of the experimental doses. Dr. Robertson's loss is a setback, but hopefully we can reverse engineer and mitigate the loss. End of report, 13467 Rogers. Chemical Weapons Factory. Of all the places we could end up, we dock at a secret base trying to make breathing a toxic activity. So there was an accident and a couple of lab personnel were killed. Sounds like their big germ guy drank his own supply and died a fitting end. It doesn't explain anything. What's on the next one? Emergency dispatch, 13491, Dr. Emily Rogers, Chief of Station. This is an immediate distress call for all departments. I'll try and summarize, but I don't have much time. They're almost here. Three researchers were discovered killed in a laboratory accident of the shift change this morning. The area was sanitized and the bodies sent to cold storage on level four. Three hours later, approximately 09.50, we received a garbled communication from level four. We sent a security team to investigate. They didn't report back. We sent a second team. I don't know how to say this. <gasps> the dead are reanimating and attacking everyone left alive. We tried to sail off level four, but there were too many. After that, there was no stopping them. There are a few of us up on deck six and we keep hearing calls for help all over the station, but there are too many, they're everywhere. I'm initiating emergency protocol Delta. The station is going dark and I'm sealing all the doors affecting the transmission of this message. I can't say this clearly enough. Do not come for us. Any ships dispatched to our location should destroy the station. Do not attempt to enter and do not attempt to rescue. That's the end of the file and it looks like everything shut down right after that. What level did you say they were on at the end? Level six. Beta. I had no sooner had the thought than I saw the door on my display swing open as Beta Team breached deck six. What followed was nothing short of a bloody massacre right out of your worst nightmares. Beta one, abort! Beta one, what's your status? The feed from their helmet cams had gone dark, and all that could be seen prior to the gunfire starting was blackness. But you could still hear one of the sounds. I can't even describe. With Beta Squad overrun and presumed dead, the team must take quick, decisive action. We're leaving. On me now. Jeffs, prepare to disengage when we're back on board. Engine room, status. We've repaired most of the damage, but I don't know if it'll work. And if it does, I can't guarantee how long it will hold. You're out of time. Get everyone back on board the ship and prepare to disembark. We're leaving ASAP. Jess, what's on the scanners? Any movement beyond deck six? Yes, LT. Quite a bit, actually. I don't know where all these signatures were before, but the whole station has lit up with activity. Also, and I maybe should have mentioned this, when you powered up Central Command, all of the station doors unsealed. How perfect. What's between our current position and the airlock? There's a lot of movement close by. Move out, and let's go with a purpose. Jones, you're on point. Fifty yards to the mess? Clear. Out on the other side? Clear. At the first turn... <gasps> Jones!
watched as a monster in a lab coat tore a chunk out of Jones's neck. Blood splattered the walkway and covered the walls. He kept screaming while he was being tossed through the air. Fall back on me! We retreated down the hallway, a mass of blood, stench, and death on our heels. Jess, is there another way around? Negative. Each passageway takes you deeper into the station and away from the airlock. Should I send Charlie into the station to help? Four soldiers were already dead upstairs. Jones got ripped to shreds behind us. If I sent Charlie into the station, the ship would be defenseless and there wasn't any backup coming in after that. Negative. We rounded a corner and hit a dead end. Well, that figures. Reverse course, gentlemen, and prepare for contact. Weapons free. We hightailed it back down the corridor, shooting the occasional undead target as we went. They went down each time but they were always replaced just as quickly. And the tormented screams that filled the air told me there were plenty more. Jess, status. All systems operational, but far from optimal. Charlie team standing by at the airlock, waiting to cover your arrival. Prepare for separation and departure as soon as we're back on board. Yes, Lieutenant. It was then that a thin, mangled arm shot out of the darkness and tore the side of Martin's face off. Screams quickly gave way to a bloody gurgle as he was pulled out of sight. Jess, we're 20 yards out. Open the airlock. Charlie, shoot anything that isn't us. Airlock doors now open. We could hear gunfire erupt down the passageway toward the airlock. Who knows what horrors greeted Charlie when they opened the airlock door. Sounds like they were doing just fine. I saw Hargrave reach the door and step into the ship just a few steps ahead of me. Something caught my leg and I went down hard. I couldn't hear what they were screaming, but I could see Charlie yelling as they opened fire toward me. Something pulled from behind and the light from the hatchway got dimmer and dimmer as I was dragged away. Did they escape? Were they successfully able to destroy the infected base? Will this silent trap lay in wait for their next unwilling victim? What other cruel experiments may have been going on there? And at other outposts across the galaxy just like it? We may never know, but the good fight continues. That's it for this week. Don't forget to join us next time for another exciting adventure on Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim. Hello, Belters. You've been listening to Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim. I'm series creator Jason Nitch, and I want to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please click the link to become a patron of our show and join us on Patreon. Or go to my website at www.jasonnitch.com slash next episode to find out how you can help keep the stories from the Outer Rim coming. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Jason Nitch. And visit beyondthebeltpodcast.com for all the latest information about the series. Thanks again for listening, and see you next time on Beyond the Belt, 
Adventures from the Outer Rim.